Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the opening kickoff podcast. Ready for another week. March is upon is almost upon us, and there is plenty to talk about. Uh, flying a little under the radar. If I don't sound normal, I'm under I'm under the weather, but I'm here. You know, you, you got to produce for the show, so I'm here. I'm your host, Dave Stommel. Joined as always by my two co-hosts, David Miles. David, how are you? I am good. I am good. I'm uh, I'm actually a little bit sore coming off a uh, little intramural game yesterday. But um, uh, we're, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this podcast. And I'm ready for my game tonight, which, as you're listening to, uh, is yesterday. Yep. So. And we'll bring in our other co-host, QB1 himself, Dan Williams. Daniel, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Dave. As you saw earlier, I absolutely went and attacked my presentation today in Com Ethics, and I'm feeling pretty good about that class so far. We killed it. Yes, we, we absolutely killed, killed it. it. Um, I don't know if we were – you were the best dressed. But yes, we, yes, you know. You know. But like my mom always says, you dress to impress. You know, you don't take no days off when it comes to, to the to the gear you like to put on. You know what I'm saying? So I suited up. As my boy Barney Simpson would say, I suited up. Yes, I love worried, the reference. Worried how I met your mother. <laughs> um, and I, I came prepared to go. So I, I was happy with my performance today. Dave, you did also very great with even with being sick. You know, yes. I hear it in your voice. But hey, I am under the weather, but I'm still here. For those That's of you who cannot see, Dave is low-key over here just – Kind of flexing his arm a little bit, you know, picking, picking out a little, I guess, a little lint ball on his arm, you know. So I'm directing so, so everyone so. to the weight room. Just <laughs> point that way, a little point that way. Uh, let's introduce our good friend Thomas Camper is with us tonight for a hoops edition of the hello, podcast. Hello, hello, and basketball we love. All right, so let's let's first get to our first guest of the night, calling in from the University of Louisville, our on the spot correspondent Todd Michelson. Todd, how are you tonight? Dave, I'm well. I am uh, unfortunately ready to get into some uh, news that we have to talk about in the college basketball world, and unfortunately, right here in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes, so for those of you that don't know, if you were having to live under a rock or just not paying attention to anything in the sports world the last couple days, it's been dominated by the, scan- the college basketball scandal. Yahoo Sports reported it uh, Thursday night. In, uh, no, I believe it was Friday. Yes, Friday. The Friday the report came out. Uh, about 16, 17 Division One programs were named. About 20 players were named to be taking benefits from a sports agency. Now, this is the same FBI investigation that took Louisville down, which is why we have you on, Todd. So how is Louisville feeling right now after everything that's gone on here in the past week and a half? So to be completely honest with you, Dave, I feel like it is sort of a long time coming. We know how a lot of these sort of investigations go. They're all they're ongoing, months go by. I sort of figured that the 2013 title, which was the year before uh, I stepped on campus here, was going to be stripped. In my opinion, yes, it leaves the record books, all of that. Uh, what what sort of gets to the fans more is obviously Patino's gone, Tom Jurich, our beloved AD, gone uh, before this basketball season began. You can't take away the championship. It happened. Michigan doesn't become the winner. It leaves the record books, but... What I do think it will do, and this more is about the other schools you were mentioning, is it's going to become a whole other issue. But as far as just answering your question about Louisville, it was more just a day or two of sort of shock because right away they went into the Young Center uh, where the home games are played. The KFC Young Center took the banner right down, and it sort of is a shock given that that 2013 championship meant so much to so many people. All right, so what is your reaction to the rest of the FBI investigation and what was talked about this past weekend, including Sean Miller and the $100,000 uh, FBI wiretap? Well, I think you can absolutely throw it right next to Louisville. Uh, and although the uh, vacating of the wins is 
related to the uh, scandal of the strippers that we all know, strippers and escorts that dates back to, I believe, four or five years ago. Uh, that's, that relates to that scandal, but of course, here at Louisville, we have a second one where Brian Bowen, who's now going to be playing in South Carolina, was going to play here, a top recruit in the country, paid $100,000, and, you know, there's all these details about that. It sort of mirrors it. Um, and then when you get into Sean Miller, yeah, he has to stop coaching right away, and it, it's just the sort of dark cloud that's over the NCAA, and you hear people that are very respected. I mean, you're talking about a lawyer and a basketball guy and Jake Billis, and obviously he's been opinionated about all this, and it's just, it sort of feels like it's leading up to some big changes for a system that seems to me is just broken, and Louisville, whether it, it is what it is, for me being a diehard fan of student there, is going to be graduating in a few months, it sort of has Louisville as the, not completely the first, but the example, as far as being the first, I believe, ever one of, to have to vacate those wins, vacate the championship, Patino's legacy possibly being tarnished as one of the greatest college basketball coaches ever. Um, it really, it's sad to see as a Louisville fan, but for the NCAA, I think it's a system that is broken, for lack of a better term. And it's not just basketball, it gets into football too, but we're specifically talking about college hoops. You have people that are in the NBA now. You have Markel Fold, David. I know he's your boy. Don't go there. Don't, don't do it, Todd. I won't. All right, I'll go out to L.A. then. Kyle Kuzma getting four grand from Utah. I mean, it's just, it goes on, and these stars are getting money. It kind of brings about, I think, bigger questions there, Dave. So how would you fix it? If, if you were at the top of the NCAA, how would you go about fixing this? Because you're right, it is. this is a broken system. Yeah, exactly. I think that it is, you know, we could obviously talk about paid, unpaid, you know, you can go on for hours. Because then you got to sit there, what are the money sports? Well, we know, it's basketball, it's football, you know, bringing in the revenue, you got to sit there and go to swimming and go to this, golf and whatever. It, it, it gets nitpicky, you know, who on the team um, if you're looking at Louisville football, well, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, you pay the the, the backup, you know, whatever, fish string guy, kick it, it's just, it gets a little dicey. I do think that these impermissible benefits just get absolutely ridiculous. And there's one minor change. There, it, I looked at the detailed report, and I was reading through it last Friday, you know, when it came out with the Yahoo report, and there were $70 tabs from dinner. I mean, 70 bucks on a day, it's like, I just feel like it gets a little ridiculous when the players are being recruited, when they're at the university. Now, I understand a scandal that happened at Louisville where, with, now, you talk about someone like Jalen Rose who came out when the stripper scandal was first about, and he said he didn't go on a recruiting trip when he was, you know, becoming part of the Fab Five of Michigan for the word stripper. So just telling it like it is, it's not like it's the first time something like that occurred. I'm certainly not condoning that, nor does someone like Jay Billis, but it's just these impermissible benefits, I feel like, are taking over the whole realm of college athletics, and it just, to me, gets ridiculous. All right, so you have any other thoughts you want to share with us there, Todd, before we let you go about your way? I would say that Louisville right now, uh, as far as asking about the deal on campus, it was a little bit of shock at first, but to me it was sort of, you knew you, you felt it coming, you try to focus on a 19 and 10 team. We have Virginia senior night Thursday, number one in the country, and then NC State on Saturday, and then get ready for the ACC tournament. I guess the team tries to put it out of their head and see if we can make a little run here. Your boy Joe Lenardi on ESPN has us in a play-in game against Texas on the 11 lot. So we'll, we'll see what happens. If that's the case, good luck against Mo Bamba. Todd, <laughs> Dave's favorite. Hey, 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 you know, Wait, Todd, before we let you go, who is your pick to win it all? Bias aside. Who is my pick to win it all? That is tough. If I had to pick, and maybe it's just because I got them in my head, I'm thinking about them now, I see Virginia play, and their defense is just unreal. I know there's multiple, you know, really good teams. It's an interesting year. But I look at Virginia, a coach like Bennett, who in my, in a lot of people's opinion, mirrors Patino and Louisville a lot. In the last few years of defense and perimeter, it's just 
I think Virginia seems like that team, and I'm wor- I'm worried about them from Thursday, but I can see them winning it all. They, they definitely have the defense to get it done, um, Todd. But my biggest question right now is where do you see college basketball moving forward? I see that this Yahoo report, obviously after what happened with Louisville, it highlights so many, you know, we always say blue blood programs, right? Because for a while it was Carolina as a blue blood with the academic, you know, what have you there. I mean, you, you could you go on. It, it went on for so long. But then it was because it was being offered to all students. It became a, just sort of fell off. And then, I mean, you have Kevin Knox at Kentucky and Wendell Carter at Duke, and the list goes on. I don't, I would be lying about that. I completely know where it's going, but I know that something like this, it doesn't just go away. And I think we're in for an interesting March Madness. Just the simple fact that like a Michigan State bridge is all these guys, you have to be careful because it gets proven that this is true. They become an ineligible player. Well, those wins are gone to whatever they do in the tournament. So it will be interesting to see March Madness this year after a report with 20 big programs and all these players, you know, getting reported just weeks before Selection Sunday. Definitely, definitely. I'm interested to see going forward how they react to this and what the what the new course of action is coming forward. Absolutely. All right, brother Todd. Enjoy your last couple weeks. We'll see you over spring break, buddy. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your show. Go card. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> All right, Todd Michelson joining us, our correspondent on the ground at Louisville University. Always good to hear from the brother. Yes, yes always, sir, Todd. Always good to hear from our man Todd. So let's let, let's give our thoughts on this scandal that started Friday morning. Are you surprised? Were you surprised when this report came out? I'm not surprised that reports like this come out because when you look at the top the top teams like the Louisville, like North Carolina, like Duke, they are able to pull that star talent that's going into the NBA. And you also have these children, these well, yeah, these children, these 18 year olds who are coming from not the greatest of backgrounds, who not the wealthiest of people, and you're saying here's some money, you can just pay it back later. And when you put in perspective, of, yes, you know, you know that's not legal, but yet. You may not have seen how much money in your life, or you may need to pay your car note, you may need to pay your rent or something, or electricity bill, something back home. You're going to do what you need to do to provide, because you know that eventually you're going to have to provide. And some people may hold it under, you know, we're going to hold it under the wraps and whatnot, and we're going to let it slide. But when things like this come out, it's it's a part of life. And that's why you need to pay these people who are making the NCAA billions upon billions of dollars to dedicate all their time, and yet you're not giving them a, a penny. Like, that's crazy. I will say I definitely agree with you. Um, I believe, I mean, like you said, the NCAA is a billion dollar business and they're making stars out of kids and using their cheap and free labor, you know, to promote their businesses and everything. And honestly, like, you know, they have these huge TV deals and everything. And and what sells? Stars sell. People want to see the top freshmen in the country. People want to see the big stars. And in order to get your team up there, you got to have those big players. You know, so and like you said, also coming at it from from the player perspective, you know, some of these kids come from situations, single parent homes, situations where they lived in poverty and this is their only way out. And, you know, a coach or some agent comes to them and say, hey, I give you, you know, fifty thousand dollars and you go to this school, you just pay me back. Well, I mean, I can get, you know, a car. I can help my mom out. You know, with that and everything like that. So you also got to take into account, you know, the player situations, you know, yes, they know it's, you know, not the right thing to do. But at the same time, that's what they have to do, you know, and I feel like honestly, we're going to maybe not like immediately, but soon start moving into where NCAA players are paid, you know. I'd probably football and, and basketball because, I mean, you use these kids for for promotions, jersey sales, things like that. You know, um, I believe, was it when uh, Johnny Menzel was at school? Once he became a star, um, enrollment actually went up at Texas A&M. So they used Johnny Menzel, and he can't get a dime of anything. And, you know, he's Johnny football and everything. Like, it goes back to what the uh, Fab Five at, from Michigan, uh, Michigan, where they were talking about how, I don't understand how you can 
profit off of our style. We wear my jersey, and I don't get a penny. Like I'm sitting there broke eating ramen noodles, but yet they make they eating thousand dollar steaks off of my name. Yeah, and like, I'd say I'm sorry for cutting you off. Like I say, I watched the um when Ben Simmons was at LSU, he had a documentary on Showtime, and I watched that, and it really like changed my perspective, you know, on everything. And he's like, you know, like. His thing was like, what's the point of going to college and everything? Because, I mean, I can't graduate within two semesters. I'm only going to be here for two semesters and I'm going to the league. You know, he once his team, once he found out his team wasn't making the March Madness tournament, he withdrew from school like deuces and, you know, got ready for the NBA draft. And some kids, I mean, some kids, some kids are lucky enough to be in a situation to where they have the ability to maybe go straight to the league from high school and everything. But. You know, to to say that you have to go to college, that's pretty much saying like you have to go play here and give them money, like let them make money, you know, in order for you to eventually make money. I think the biggest key in all this, and I understand the rules in place, but I think you either have to give the kids the option either to come to school, stay there for three, at least three years or go out of high school. There's got I, I don't I don't believe that this one year system is working right now. I really don't. Because you've got guys who understand that they're talented enough just to go right just to go after one year. They're, 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 they're there to take classes and get maybe maybe twenty five percent of the college experience that a regular kid would get. Why even why even put them through that? Let, let them let them go play in a league and have the NBA take care of it as far as sending them to the G League or just having those kids on the on the team for a first year. But I don't think that you're you're hurting the, the product of the college game. By having these guys go one year, there's no sustainability. But yet, if you have that three-year system, instead of those people who are in that same situation where they're going to take money because they're not getting paid the billions of dollars they're they're producing. If, so the, the, if, the problem if, still if, if my financial situation would still be that I need to get paid right away, then I would take that. I would not go to college. I would go right away. But I would, so, I would so go you, overseas. But, I would go get try and get drafted. I would just go right away. But I what think, if op- what if college is your best option? Compared to going straight to you go straight to the league, you get sent to the G League, and you could have been getting your you took, like you had a better chance going into college, playing three years, and then coming back and building your stock because you couldn't because you couldn't go overseas because no one wanted you overseas. If your best option is to go to college, you'll at least be getting the full college experience. You'll be going to in class. Three years? Yes, you can graduate in three years because of the amount of time they spent in summer and the winter taking oh, yeah, extra right, courses. Right, right, right. So those guys can graduate in three years and then move forward with their careers and be more knowledgeable moving forward into the NBA. This was the worst kept secret in college sports. I, I I think we can all agree we knew there was shady stuff that went on with a lot of this. So the worst kept secret is no longer a secret. We now know that these pet players were getting benefits. They were getting paid under the table by sport agency so that they would sign with the sport agency once they went pro. My biggest issue I have with this right now is the NCAA trying to play the victim here. They are as complicit in this as the players are that accepted the money and the agency that was doing this with these college players. It's literally completely all their fault. <laughs> yes. This this is something that the FBI did not have to get involved with if the NCAA was willing to step up and put an end to this a while ago. Because we've known this has been going on. And this started when you created the one-and-done rule. And if you were the NCAA, that's when you should have put the hammer down if you had suspected it. Even suspected it. Because you let it get to a point now where teams cannot sit Miles Bridges. They can't sit Colin Sexton and the players that were named in this because they're the team. If Michigan State sits down Miles Bridges, they may not win games. Same with Alabama, same with Duke, same with these schools that have these kids that accepted the money. So the NCAA is not allowed to play victim here because they they are as complicit in it as the guy that gave the player the money. Because the money that that player got generated the money for the NCAA to line their pockets. Now, I'm very interested to see what they do with the coaches more than anything else. The players... You can't do much. The majority of them are leaving at the end of the year, and they're going pro, the NBA isn't going to care. The NBA already doesn't care because there were a couple former right. players listed in that Bam Adebayo at Miami, 
uh, Kyle Kuzma, Mark Elfold, Brendan Haywood. I think yeah. I think Dennis Smith Jr. was the yeah, most Dennis last year too. Like yeah. Seventy five. Exactly. So they, the, the NBA isn't going to care about these players. No. So the players know that if they go and they get the Claire for the draft, they're fine. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what you do with the coaches, and I think the NCAA put themselves in a spot here with what Todd talked about with Louisville, where they got rid of the coach and they got rid of the athletic director. If you're the NCAA, you set that standard after the Louisville incident, which we know there's a direct connection. You have a direct connection with Sean Miller. That would that would be you it, it, huge, if, absolutely huge. If the NCAA, follow yeah, that, follow if that. the NCAA is serious, they have to, or they're going to look exactly like we say they are complicit in this. If they don't clean staff, because like we've talked about before, when you set a precedent. You have to meet that precedent. If not, you're admitting you overreached. Now, I think the most likely one out of all the coaches listed to go is Tom Izzo. Because this is now the second major scandal in the last month under Izzo. But think and, of, think and Michigan State though. should have got rid of him the first time. So obviously in the era of one and done, the players aren't selling tickets. It's the coaches at the NCAA level. It's Krzyzewski. It's Roy Williams. It's Bill Self. It's yeah, Sean yeah. Miller. It's Calipari. It's Izzo. You start taking these guys away because you want to set a point that this is not going to be tolerated. You're losing your biggest, your biggest star attraction in my mind because you know these players are only there for one year anyway. The good ones anyway. But you see, that's that's to my point though. The NCAA isn't oh, in this they, scenario. Oh, yeah, they've got a big, they've got big, big situation on their hands. And a lot of that is their own fault because you 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 ran you ran Rick Pitino out of town. You ran the AD out of town. Now I'm not saying that was the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. But now I'm saying if you don't do it with Williams and Shashevsky and the other coaches named, I mean, that, not, but not every program had it. So like, for instance, like Villanova, they said Villanova coaches, but they didn't say who. So like, you could. I'm just talking about the coaches that were named, oh, like okay. we knew with Rick Pitino. But if you know it was Duke, you know it was North Carolina, you have teams listed, and you can make the connection to coaches, then you set the precedent with Rick Pitino. You must wipe them out. But did the NCAA run out, run Rick Pitino out, or did he kind of just step away because he knew he was going to get up? Like, did, he kind of, he, he, did he gracefully go? No, remember, he didn't gracefully go. He didn't want to leave. Okay. And then it was, the new at, it, it was the new athletic director that fired Patino. Okay. Because they ran the AD out of town. So uh, you when you set that precedent, now you have to do it with the rest of the programs. And if the NCAA doesn't do it, to me, you tell me you were complicit in it, which we already know. But you just admit to the fact that – Look, we're not going to do this because these guys make money for us and they get the big players to come and play. So I'll ask this question. How do you got how would you fix this? As who? As the NCAA, as even the FBI, because technically this is a federal case. So technically the FBI could say to the NCAA, the governing board, say this is what you got to do. I will say, as as the NCAA, anyone that is named in this report would have to be punished. I mean, I I, I will leave it up to what is the punishment, and that, and that's just like, saying be punished. Right, right, so to, so, be so, for, so for player for players, you're done. You've you've, what about, you've, you've already. What about the players whose parents accept? And again, that's the thing is like yeah, say the Reggie Bush, that? like the Reggie Bush had to pay for what his mom for what his family. See, did. that's why I'm saying and that's why I'm like I don't know about that, but to the players who we have evidence that they took the money themselves, they they came in contact personally with the money. You're done because you're no longer an amateur. That's NCAA rules until you pay the rest of your players. To the coaches, I depend, depending on the degree of what you did, you, I'll, I will leave that to the government, like I'll leave that to the school to determine. Okay, do you want him there or not? Because if so, we're each school, like, each school's going to keep their guy. Well, no, but well, that's why I'm saying the NCAA set the standard for this when what they did with Louisville. Yeah. So you have to you have to follow you know, that standard. Do you know how many NCAA championships you're now voiding, vacating right now? I'm not saying that they vacate championships. What I'm saying is you got to get rid of the coaches. If you're not, you can't punish the players. But see, if, you, if, you're, if you're following the Louisville precedent, that means you're vacating wins. Then I'm talking about how to handle the coaching staffs. Oh, okay. But because I'm, you look, you you can't punish the players because the players will just say I'm going pro, and the NBA doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Smith Jr., 
and the other former players that are in the pros can be punished, and the NBA isn't going to do it because they're going to say this didn't happen on our watch. I mean, but for the NCAA, got punished, and he and he went straight to the pros. Different world I now. All of them got punished. Yeah, but it's a different world now than what it was back in the nineties. Sure. So, and and now when you look at this, this is on the NCAA because you can only really punish the coaches. And the schools aren't going to do anything, as Dan said. They're going to say, I'm not firing Roy Williams. No. I'm not firing Mike Krzyzewski. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that you have to have at least some type of punishment, right? They set out a year or two. Like give give the coaches the punishment to get the players, whereas you would make a player out a year, coach itself for a year or two. But then the NCAA looks weak. I then mean, they, looks, then they weak, look exactly what weak. they are, complicit in this. I mean, and that's the it, problem. You, you are what you are then, but yet you have to do something about it. You can't just sit here and then not do anything. That's the worst thing you can do in a situation. I feel if the NCAA really wants to eradicate you know, the problem, they're going to have the clear house. Which that, they don't want to do that because that's what makes them money. Right. You know, it's almost dang near the equivalent of, like, selling drugs or something. Right. It's illegal, but it makes you a whole lot of money. <laughs> it, it, it's really it's really the only way. Like, <laughs> I stand by my idea that it has to be three years like the NFL. That, I think, is the, the short fire way to get guys at least more educated, get more, get more educated athletes, and you kind of stop the one-year problem. But I think each case has to be separated and and viewed at individually. I don't think you can lump them all together. So I'm going to look at Arizona's case by itself. I've got to look at Michigan State's case by itself. I can't lump these all together so and, say, and, say, and say this is the punishment for every single coach. So you, would come back, you would end up coming back to a case like five years later that happened. Probably. Probably. And, and probably. The, but one thing that's kind of a bad that you have a, delay, a reaction delayed that long? To get the justice that is deserved? No. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, some people may not agree with that. Some of them be like, well, why are we just not paying for something that? Because like by the time, like say like, look, say Duke and North Carolina's uh, punishments were two different time periods. So Duke can get all their punishment before North Carolina even gets that started. That's that may not even be fair because then you know one that's a rivalry, two it's the top two programs in the country, and that's like that's that that would just tip the scale a little bit, way too much. That's why. I, Camp and I are in the same boat. The only way you're going to make a legitimate change that everyone's going to be cool with is to clean coaching staff. Go to Kansas. Go to Duke. Go to North Carolina. But the NCAA won't do it. But that's what needs to happen. If you want to... And, and you won't. My question, is, <laughs> my question is, if you do do that, are they banned? Like, well, what is the time frame? Because you can't tell me that if Duke says, if, or if NCAA says Duke gives to fire Coach K... That because he, he can't find a job yeah, somewhere. Else. Two years down the road, he's not gonna find a job somewhere else. Like, like someone's gonna come K, call K, K might be able to even go to NBA if he really wanted to. I don't think he wants to, but he probably could. Like, what would would they be banned? Would it be a year suspension for each one of these coaches? Would it be loss of scholarship? Something like what? Like, what is the precedent, and what would it be? I see. That's a problem. That's, that's I don't want to be in NCAA issues. That that I think is clear. I don't think anyone wants. I don't think they want to be. I in feel, their own yeah, shoes. I wouldn't want to be in NCAA issues because. You also got to think and look at it like this. You say, you know, make kids stay for three years and stuff like that. So you also got to think, you know, this one and done has made them a whole lot of money. And the NCAA at this point, it's a business, not a governing organization. It's a business. So they have to figure out how to keep making their money. But if you think about stuff like, I don't know how it's going to be, but possibly like a like um, LeVar Ball's basketball league talking about paying players right out of high school, then a kid coming out of high school is going to look at that rather than go to school for three years. You know, I can get paid while doing this. So then so then, how does the NCAA compete with that? You know, or kids going overseas getting paid, you know, because then other leagues may notice that and then be like, well, we'll start paying these kids more for them to come over here. They'll play Harvard so long and then come back to the NBA or, or whatsoever. Plain and simple, I think we can all agree on this. The one and done rule has to be abolished. That is the easiest way to create change in the NCAA. Does get, baseball have that rule, Dan? Baseball, you can go whenever. Like you can come out of high school, you can be a junior high school and get drafted and say. Yeah. That that's the that is the style that basketball has to be. Yes. No, I said high school. You said junior high school. No, junior. I said you can be a junior in high school. Okay. That's the the style that the that basketball needs to take. 
give him the option say, look, if you think you're good enough, you can leave after high school. It's your future. If you think you're good enough, go to the pros. If not, and you want to go to college, that's fine, but you got to stay three years. Plain and simple, you got to stay three years. And then what you're going to have is if the NCAA really wants to stick with amateurism, you're going to have amateurism because the best players are not going to go to college. The quality of the game may go down a little bit, but in the 80s, people loved the game, and now they had the same rule that they have now. But you also also think of it like this. You know, you talk about, you know, when they had the straight out of high school rule, guys like Kobe, Tracy McGrady, McGrady, (laughs) Kevin Garnett, stuff like that. Think of it like this, though, also. If I come straight out of high school, if I come come straight out of high school and go right into the NBA, basketball is my profession. Basketball is my life 24-7. So I can spend eight, you know, eight hours in the gym a day. I go to college, can't necessarily do that. You got classes. You know, stuff like that. Maybe you can only get two hours in the gym. So even though, yes, we say that we say the quality of the game may be lesser because, you know, they're 18-year-old, 19-year-olds in the NBA. But, I mean, I'm not saying things would be different, but just imagine possibly if those guys like Kobe, Tracy McGrady, if they went to college, you know, they didn't have that time to put eight hours a day into the gym when they were coming straight out of high school. But, you know, but there are a lot more cases of guys failing in the in the NBA than there are of guys succeeding to be the, those type of Hall of Fame game changing type players. Well, look, you can make the same argument for some of these one and done players. Some of them have not panned out when Archie, they get to the pros. Archie Goodwin. Exactly. So you can make the argument what team for. Is he on? <laughs> I don't know. Probably you can, the seventy, the eighty seventy six. What is it? Eighty seven. No, he's in the eighty seven. I think he's on like. What is the Sixers team? The, he's still the, on the Phoenix. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. I think he's still on the Suns. Yeah. Possibly. He probably out there playing in Flagstaff somewhere. But you see, that's the eighty seven. Playing at UB. I'm telling you, we we cover everything here. We we're not. I just, all right. Since that's we're off top, I just want to say this balance sheet for this company is immaculate. I mean, I'm I'm in accounting right now. Uh, this is my second oh, accounting God. class, and I'm accounting so much. I struggle I struggle with this accounting class, and we're learning about balance sheets. And this balance sheet is just huge, like at least four times. Matter of fact, like, for those of you who know, you know what I'm talking about, go to Yahoo Sports to and look up the balance sheet of this team. It's 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 ridiculous. But anyway, but basically, that's the easiest way they can fix this. If they're that damn determined to throw out the amateurism at you and say that co- our college athletes are amateurs, when we really know that the big sports, they aren't. Even baseball, there's some of those guys you know are getting talked to on the side, probably getting some sort of stipulation to be there. So this isn't just basketball. No. So the notion of amateurism is ridiculous. But you can fix that. You can get back to amateurs. And, and the biggest, the biggest, and this will this be the last point until we move on. The biggest reason why I don't think they will clean house as far as the coaches go is because let's make it, let's make it clear. NCA holds about a month, a month of weekends, about three week stretch. When March Madness is on, that's what you're watching. Starting this weekend, right? No, starts. The selection Sunday is next Sunday, 11th. My birthday, 22. I let you boy. Um, um, but NCA owns about a three-week stretch from Thursday to Sunday. They are on TV. That's what you're watching: college basketball, March Madness. So, and 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 those those big money, those big big ratings are always filled with the good coaches that are better coaching. Whether it's, whether it was Patino, Calipari, Coach K, you want to see you want to see the blue blood programs with the best coaches playing late in March. So if they decide to clean house, that's going to be an issue because that stretch of time is going to. Come down a little bit. Obviously, still they'll be still be the fan of March Madness, but it won't be as big as it is right now. All right, I I agree. So let's move on. We're gonna talk more college basketball here in a set. There surprise, is surprise. There is one Power Five conference tournament this week. It is the Big Ten, and we've got the criminals, Michigan State. Sorry if that offends people, but Miles Bridges. Is the criminals. The criminals. Yeah, that, that, wow. Shout, I heard, shout, I heard shout that, out my boy, Be Smart. I heard that all weekend watching basketball games with the family. So apologies if it slips out, but criminal co- criminal basketball criminal is what it was called this weekend. And and, and look, it, des- it deserved it because of 
the news coming out. I, I, I before we get, I, why are they moving to Madison Square Garden if no team is from that area? Rutgers. They Rutgers. technically count Rutgers. Oh, as, but it's yeah. New York City. And it's well, only it's only Chicago. one year. Why, why not go to a market within your within your conference? If you could do it, why, why not? If you can go, if you can play in the garden, why not give your schools the opportunity? I'm just I'm just saying. That, and and let's be, let's be frank, they do cover the biggest I think the biggest span of land for the most part. They're yes. from New Jersey all the way over yeah, to yeah, because of Rutgers. Still, New Jersey and Maryland are the east, the farthest east. They cover, they go to Iowa. Like that's just about, I think Nebraska might be a little farther. Nebraska. Um, you did I guess you didn't do well in geography, did you? I'm a college student, just like you are. So, the, <laughs> um, but they cover the biggest span of land. Why not touch that? Touch that area. I mean, I understand. I'm Who do we saying. like to win the Big Ten? Ah, you can't actually put your money on teams. I got Purdue. Retweet. I, I like I like Purdue a lot though. They Car- Carson Edmonds is the, Edwards. Pardon me, is mm-hmm. the real deal. Uh, Caleb Haas is is getting his minutes inside. Seven foot two. Yes. Now, he's not as dominant as he was last year, but that, a lot of that is because Caleb Swanigan isn't there. But you have a perimeter shooter now to go along with Caleb Haas. I like Purdue because they can just manhandle you inside. I'm going to have to agree with you guys with Purdue. I mean, also, when we talked about teams with longevity, well, I'm pretty sure Purdue is one of those teams that had that has one of those teams that stayed together for yeah. a certain amount of years. And they've been in the tournament before. So... I've, I'm 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 gonna give them I'm gonna give them the Big Ten championship. Daniel, give me the Buckeyes. Ooh, Player of the Year in in. Let me see if I can't get this name right. Kiata Bates Diop. But you can't. But you can't. Kata Bates Diop. Yeah, I don't want to start with Big Ten basketball. Wait, 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 wait. I just say Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think it's Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Antetokounmpo. The Greek freak. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can't, yes. still can't say that name. But look, you can look, say look, that. look, look, look. Something else. Purdue didn't beat Ohio State. Ohio State, almost positive that they swept Michigan State this year. My fault. They beat them only me. If you can beat other two top teams in your conference, give me, give me them. You're the player of the year. Go ahead and do it. How many teams make it from the Big Ten this year? Give it four. Actually, no. I got four. I got five. I, I think Penn I, I don't think Nebraska I think, I, think, I, I think Nebraska I think Nebraska beats Michigan in the quarterfinal and I think that gives them enough. I would love to see Penn State sneak in because they have that rep, they have that reputation to always throw a little fight at the end. But I don't see them getting in. So I'm Penn, Penn State and Nebraska are the two biggest bubble teams right now. But I I've only got I, four. I, 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 I don't think they four though. I I don't see I don't think the resumes for especially Nebraska is as strong as it needs to be. Penn State's beat Ohio State twice this year, so that may help them. But how are you going to do in the Big Ten tournament? That's going to be the big question. If they're one and done, they won't make it selection Sunday. And one thing we preach about every time around this year is your ability to catch momentum, kind of like in the NBA, also with your well, with a good guard play. Who's right? hot? Right now, Michigan State's running a 12-game win streak. Purdue's running a three-game win streak. Ohio State's running a two-game, and Michigan is running a five-game. When we talk about hot streaks right now, Michigan State's screaming, I'm ready for this. But yet, I set my money on Purdue. Do you guys remember when Minnesota was ranked? Fond memories. (laughs) Fond memories. (laughs) Good Lord. 15 and 16. Yikes. But this is also the time of year where – Experience beats youth. And that's, yes. why, that's why I said Purdue comes in. Yeah, because Purdue has a team with a with a great mix. They have they had like what three all all big, all big yeah. selections. I think two of them are seniors. They're they're very very senior heavy, and I think Purdue will have a great march march in general. But I I, I like Ohio State to take this home. I right. have four seniors right now. Next Purdue's week. Next week, we're going to go through the rest of the Power Five conferences and do exactly what we did. So tune into that. We'll UCLA has got to win every game. We'll tell you how. We're, we'll tell you how many we think come out of the Power Five conferences. We all are at four, except for Dan, at five. Camp, you're four. Wait, was it? How many teams getting out of the Big Ten? Oh yeah, four. four. I think Michigan's your last one. I just I, 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 I want to say five, and I really do. Believe Penn State may pull an upset in somewhere, but I don't Let's think. Let's go, Shep. I, I don't think that would be. I don't think that would be enough to get them through. 
I Penn State's got the best shot out in Nebraska, out in Nebraska in them because Nebraska has been closing games, but I don't think they've had any major upset. I mean, Penn, yeah, because Penn State's beat Ohio State this year, didn't they? Twice. Twice. So that already, if you're beating the top team in your in your division of the conference, can, that's going to be a nice little light on you. Can Maryland make some noise, Dave? <laughs> Hell, the only way they make noise is if they win the Big Ten. They will be an interesting one to watch coaching-wise. I've heard rumblings that Turgeon might be on the way out. Really? He's lost favor with the Maryland fan base. So depending on how powerful the boosters are and how pissed well, they are. And they should get past Wisconsin, who has been abysmal this year. Sad, sad to see. I don't see. know. Wisconsin, their record is deceiving. I've watched them a couple times. And they play hard. They're just – they're just bad. They're, they're just bad. They, they, they don't them, have bad. Ta- I'm not going to call them bad. <laughs> because you, you can be a decent team and just have bad luck, like the Chargers in football. The Chargers have had finished, what, 7-9, and nine, but in the majority of the games they were in their games. Yeah. That's Wisconsin. They're, just a, they're a team that doesn't have a lot of experience outside of Hap. They lost a lot of seniors from last year's group, so it was growing pain season. Wisconsin going to be scary next year. Calling it right here, book it, and map it. So let's talk. Wisconsin took out Villanova, was it last year, two years ago? Two years ago, when they had a bunch of seniors. That was crazy. I was rooting. That was, Wait, I thought it was last year. That hurt, that, hurt, that, hurt, that hurt me to the core. Might have been last year. It was last year. I remember. I remember watching it at. Off but Kansas. Wisconsin had great had great senior led teams when yes. they when they went and beat Arizona twice in the Elite Eight. Like they had been to Final Fours. They had teams who were deep and understood how to win in March. Well, that's this the team is not that team. They are bad at basketball. Because they got a lot of guys that haven't played before. All right, so we're gonna move to the NBA because if there wasn't enough in basketball to talk about, the NBA had to play their soap opera game over the weekend. And let's start Saturday night. The Warriors smacked. The Thunder in the fourth quarter. But there is only one play in particular. We don't care about the other 49-50. We care about one 10-second stretch. The Russell Westbrook Zaza Pachulia incident. If you haven't seen it, Zaza Pachulia looked like he got shot and decided to fall very slowly on the Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook took exception to it. So I ask our great esteemed panel, what did you guys take away from that? Let's start with the guest first. Well, not the guest, but our hoop expert. Yeah. I'm not going to call him a dirty player because I don't know him personally, man to man. But I will say his history and evidence that he has put on tape shows that he plays like a dirty player now the first the first view the, the the first angle that i saw which is like right there on the um on the baseline i was like okay maybe he fell like accidentally you know but it wasn't until i saw the it wasn't until i saw the angle from the side and it literally like like both players go go down he looks at him and then like you can see him lunge you know like 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 for an aim target, he lunges, right, falls, and then the way he tries to get up is like he leans back more on, um, more on a uh, Russ's leg, and to me that that play was dirty to me. That 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 play was dirty. I'm not gonna say he's a dirty player, but I also saw a clip today on Twitter showing like a bunch of you know different clips and everything from you know his past when he was in Milwaukee, Dallas. Whatever other places he's been in, and he does have a huge history of of boneheaded plays and everything. So I I think he definitely deserves to be honestly honestly suspended and fined and the book thrown so at. You wouldn't call him dirty if it walks like a duck. Up, but you think you you think he deserves suspension? Yeah. Would you call Draymond a dirty player? You're darn right. If it walks like a duck. Talks like a duck, looks like a duck, and ain't a chicken. It's a duck. He's a dirty player. Come on, man. And you said to yourself, he lunged forward. Why would you lunge forward? And he has a history of doing this. If he has a history of doing it, why are we not calling it what it is? Stop giving this man a pass. He's a dirty player. So Treat him I, like a dirty player. If I if I have a hood on and you can see a little bit of my boxer lining, does that mean I'm a criminal? 
if you have a history of criminal criminal activities, you are a criminal. Because you have a history of it. Okay. All right. Let's let's, let's let's get this back where it needs to be. All right. You can even try to spin that. I work at Glen Mills. I worked at Glen Mills. Where it's like, if you have a history of something, you are that. I'm going to say change it. I'm going to say this. And it's going to go against camp in, in a little bit. Yes. Zaza Pachulia is a dirty player. Yes. What happened Saturday night is was questionable. I at first thought, yeah, that was dirty. The more and more you think about it, though, I thought about it. That's the price you're going to pay for Russell Westbrook if you're going to drive into the paint. Because there are big guys in there that are going to body you. You're going to get beat around. It's going to happen. Nick Young fell on him. He could have fallen on his ankle if Nick Young went one way. It's somewhat the price you pay if you're going to drive into the lane. Let's be honest. Do we think Zaza Pachulia is the most coordinated human being on earth? No. He's a grown man. I watched. Uh, hold on. I watched man. Steven Adams in the same game spin around, miss the ball completely, and go and collide into the the padding, holding up the basketball court. So the the net. I mean, pardon me. So not all big guys are coordinated. Would it call, was. Did you classify yourself in that category? Yes. Very much so. So I have experience in this regard. It's going to happen. Now I think it was questionable, but I'm not willing to say. Dirty in this because Zaza has had dirtier plays than what we saw Saturday night. Camp, I know you wanna, I know you I wanna roast me. I just got a question. Go ahead. So Dan plays quarterback. So if he gets, let's say he throws the ball away, right, and he gets tackled at the same time, and while he's on the ground, someone hits him. Is that? Here's a better example. That's a, think of it like this. If there's a fumble and Dan dives into the pot, what do you expect happens but, when you go into the pot? But the ball, but the ball is right there. Like I, I can understand the ball wasn't. It's not like the ball was in Russell's hand. Like the, the ball, ball was, was down court. Yeah, damn court. What I, what I'm saying though is he went in into two guys. Okay, I get that. In, in the paint. And that's all I'm saying is Wait, that sort on, of stuff on, is going to – hold on. That sort of stuff is going to happen okay, I, when you drive into the paint. And that's all I'm saying is Russell Westbrook cannot be shocked that this happened when you went into – you drove into the paint. You're going to collide bodies with guys. I now, I, yes, it was questionable because of how late it was, but he, he did drive in there. He could have pulled up, and he wouldn't have been in the, in the, in the situation. Okay, Dave. Um, wait, 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 no, 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 because I didn't go I didn't go Then the question becomes, so what about the Kawhi play? There's that one also. But you see, that's... Kawhi's on the damn three-point line. So you should shoot the ball? So we can't shoot now? Easy. Shooters can't shoot, Dave? This is the same conversation that we'll have with LeBron James in a little bit when he com- was talking about the referees. But... They get the Sometimes there is a price to pay when you drive into the paint. Wait, so that's saying, all I'm saying. I, so okay, you're saying I get the that price to pay, but the price after the fact? I, look, it wasn't like all, you hit him on the way up, Dave. All I'm saying is it was questionable, but you cannot be surprised when you drive into the paint and you're colliding with other bodies. Because oh, yeah, let's remember that he started colliding with Nick Young before. Before the play was over, Let's he went into Nick Young. He drove in. Nick Young tripped. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook went down. Mm-hmm. So it is not out of the realm of possibility. Even though, yes, I think it was questionable. Let me say this, David. It was questionable. I didn't say a thing. I it was a questionable. I have a question, and I was waiting but, for you to finish. But you cannot be totally shocked if it happens. If bodies start colliding and start falling when you're in the paint, that is all I'm trying to say. Okay, I, I, I think I have a point of clarity that I, I would like to be emphasized. Clarity, maybe? I, I need clarification. So when you, when you say don't go, when you, are you saying don't if you don't drive, you won't get hurt? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying. Or don't be surprised hold on, hold on, if people fall on this is, you, like, you, I'm the, just trying. All right, li- listen to what I'm about I'm to listening. say. I'm listening. Listen to what I'm about to say. You cannot be surprised. When you drive in the lane and there are going to, there's going to be contact. There's going to be a cheap yeah, shot. We know that. 
though. Because contact was with Nick Young. That's le- last contact in which you cannot get mad at. But there is always if, if, if a guy hold who on, falls hold on, on you with no momentum hold going that any way towards you. That is a cheap shot. That's like saying all that's I, like saying if I go up to block your shot, but instead of blocking your shot, I just jump straight at your back instead of going near the ball. The ball's the other way. The ball's somewhere else. I'm going straight to you. It's a flagrant foul. And it should have been a flagrant foul. All I'm hey, look, it was a quite what part of I I, I thought it was questionable. And I, I'm, but I'm you just, again, you cannot. Michael Jordan never complained about this, and Jordan drove in the lanes, and they yes, were. Yes, he did. He's the Bulls, the Pistons. He's the he's the bully the refs, and the refs would not go for it. Go for it. I, I almost refs didn't go for it Saturday night. I'm all I'm saying is, if you're Russell Westbrook, you you just have to understand that sometimes it's going to happen. Now, I think Zaza Pachulia was on that line, on that line of it being a dirty play. It was questionable. But he was, he's not totally out of the woods. It's a questionable play. He didn't have to fall, but it 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 tend it it can happen when you go into the lane. There are bodies, it's a small area, <laughs> guys are gonna fall. So don't be surprised if a guy falls on you. So if a guy is standing straight up. I would sit there and go, did I drive the ball into the lane? Yes, you Wait, did. If a guy then I then I knew so, the price I would, that could happen if I drove into the lane. If a guy is standing straight up ball into the lane tonight. Wait, but if I'll drive standing, into the lane and take the hit if I have to. Damn, please rewind. Never so I expect you not to drive the ball into the lane. David, I'm driving in. I'll drive into the lane, hey, but I know the price. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold that on. was not on. Dave, Dave, oh, Dave. we're not going to do that right now. At the beat, to your point. You Look, mean, hold on. No. Let me just point this out. You are talking. These are two. You, everyone here but me, plays outside. None of you guys play inside. So I played. I played organized basketball before. What are you talking about? Anyway, hold on. Hold this on. is the shooter perspective. Hold. On. What did Dave, you- I can't shoot, so that's irrelevant to me. <laughs> Second off. You used to call me Russell Westbrook is in the building. Second off. At the oh, beginning man. at the beginning of this clip, Dave, please please tell me where Zaza is. Let's get this thing rolling here. Just kind of press back, you know. Let's hope the play the, the this feed works. Where is Zaza? He's there. No, no, where? Where? He is behind and Russell Westbrook. But he is following the play. Say that, say that word, word, word again. He is behind Russell Behind him. So therefore, if you want to talk about contact in the paint, the contact should be Russ meeting him at the rim. He's behind him. There's no block attempt. There's no steal here. There's no, I'm going to make this this layup harder for you. That is Nick Young's job here because he's in front of him. And now that the behind him, it's pointless. So why is he falling on top of him? That is a dirty play by a dirty player. Period. I'm Period. not disagreeing that he's a dirty player. And, just and to say that you're going to put that on the on the on the the superstar on the guy going for the basket. Hold on, hold on. That is disrespectful. No, because no, it is no. his job to put the ball. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I am not putting this on Russell. You Westbrook. just said. Dude, you just said. You said don't drive. Don't be. Don't, don't be surprised when there's going to be a little contact. That should come from Nick Young, not Zaza. That's what. Uh, all right. I have a question. I have a question. Since we're doing since we're doing this right here, I have a question. Let's wind it back to the first game of the season, Celtics and the Cavaliers. Was LeBron's play a dirty play? There was contact on the layup that resulted in Gordon Hayward losing his ankle. Is that was that a dirty play? Dave? I don't remember the play. So. LeBron was going for the basketball and like it but, was, but no but going for the basketball. That is a natural basketball. It's an argument play. for Dan where if he was behind Gordon Hayward going going, going for the basketball. That is a basketball move. I'm just making. I'm just. I'm just trying Regular. to play Dave's side right now, and it's kind of hard. That was the best hand to come up with. And you're wrong. But you're both wrong. So. There was a ball for LeBron to go after. Though. There's no ball for Zaza to go after. I, I'm. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm still on the fact that Zaza's a dirty ass player. That was a dirty play. Because let's be real, Zaza was at the three point line when Russell was making contact with Nick Young. So therefore, if you're that far, if you're that far behind, and then you stand over Russell Westbrook. Why are you going to now all of a sudden fall when no one is even touching you? He was like, oh, I'm falling, I'm falling, and then fall on his leg. But I see Dave is done, and he's... Yeah, LeBron's going for the ball. I, just, I, 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 I watched it. LeBron's going for the ball. But it was just like, it was just a counter-argument to what we were talking about earlier, where if you're behind someone, there should be no point in you going for the ball. And no point in going for the ball. I'm talking about if you're behind in contact, so... Yeah, there's a point. 
But Dave, would you like to pick up your mic again? I'm good. I'm done. I'm done. Let's let's move on because we got places to go, people to see. But all I look, I'll just say it one more time. It was a questionable, borderline dirty play. But it is it's from my perspective questionable. That's okay. all I'm saying. And we have to respect your opinion. We, yes. we, we, we just wanted to understand your opinion more to get your side of it because we did not see eye to eye, and that's where the dialogue we have here yes. comes in. But I, 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 you just – my feeling is if you drive into the paint, guys are going to fall over each other, especially in, in what Nick Young was doing. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't like Zaza coming in from behind, but – so you're speaking to more of Nick Young's side than Zaza's. I'm speaking that if you're Russell Westbrook, not blaming him, but you you know what you're doing when you drive into the paint. There's going to be contact, and yeah, and there's there, there's a tendency that guys are going to fall. So you're saying like Russell like should be mad at Zaza? It was a, it was a basketball play. This is this to is me it, to me it was a bit of a, to yeah, me yeah, to me it was a bit of a basketball he's play. Just, that sort of stuff happens. That that sort of stuff happens. Guys falling to the floor is a is a microcosm of two bodies colliding. Zaza was nowhere near the play to those bodies collide. That's like all right, prime Nobody example when pushed I broke him so there was no force applied to the object. Like you said, like you said, <laughs> it's physics. It looked like <laughs> high school physics. It looked like he got shot. No one was next to him. I'm, look, to me, it was just a questionable I, play. I would say your your point, Matt, does exist in some instances. Like for your example, sw- switching switching this a little bit to when I broke when I broke my ankle last year, I was in the I was in a pile full of players and they all fell on my ankle, thus it breaking. So therefore, your point makes sense as to where if you're going to go in that pile, it you need to know this could happen, that could happen. But that also happened because one guy tripped and. Everyone fell down. This is not the same exact thing because no one pushed Zaza. And that's where me and Dan are. That's where us three are disconnected with your opinion. But you see, you could also make the argument maybe he tripped because the legs started to fly up. Maybe he – you're not letting me just make the case. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just making the case as why possibly you can see it. All I'm saying – I just think, to me, it was questionable. I'm not willing to say it's a full-on dirty play, but it's not a clean play. It's not clean in any way, but it's in that gray area where, yeah, okay, I can see where it was dirty. I see everything you guys are saying. I can see where you come, it comes off as a dirty play, but I also see I'm in that middle. I'm not sold that it was a totally dirty play. So does a dirty play in your eyes, a complete dirty play in your eyes, can constitute as a full-blown punch? I I need it to be more deliberate than that. Like a, that, like, so, like a deliberate kick to the knee or something like that. I it like, to me, if he was if he was truly deliberate in what he was doing, he'd have gone in like screaming in with the knee, trying to hit Russell in the back. He looked. He did. He tried to aim it. I'm, he, sorry. He, I'm sorry. Like, like you said, he aimed. As you, when he's going down, you can see him look and look at his legs. I feel as though if you were trying to avoid it, you know, I would do everything in my possibility if I'm going down you know, to try and like, avoid. But you, you know, see, you can also make the argument if he was truly a dirty player and he had Russell Westbrook on the ground, wouldn't you want to hit him in the back instead of the leg? The gun was already there. No, 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 no. Russell closed. Westbrook's back was fine. Westbrook was like going to. Toward the basket, see, Nick Young was facing. That's more way. obvious, and he's not that bold. But you see, that's so why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. It, to me, it wasn't a full dirty play. It was a questionable play, but it wasn't a full on dirty play because there were more ways that Zaza could have done that to make it a deliberate dirty play. But to make, yeah, but to be a dirty player it? and get away with things, you have to not get caught. And we used to go for a back. He would have got caught right away. If you go for the legs, no one's going to think, okay, that's really a dirty play. But you unless see, you really are an athlete. To also, no make the, uh, to also make the point, Zaza Pachulia has had a history of deliberately dirty plays. So if, We can pull up the receipts and see that Zaza has had deliberate dirty plays. But yet, now that he now that he knows he has that target, he's going to do dirtier play, dirty plays that can fly under the – that he thinks can fly under the radar. But you see, that's what I'm saying. That's where my standpoint is, is – it was an under it was a under the table move, 
that I'm not sure. So you're saying, I, you're saying he could have done worse? Yes, I'm saying he could have done worse, which is why it was questionable, not okay. full blown dirty play. Okay, I, I, I see where I see where you're getting at. I just can't agree with you. I just, I just my last question about this. If you're falling face first, would you put your hands out to try and brace your fall? No, no, no. Like, would you put your arms out, you know, to try and stop and you know break your fall? I usually knowing go, knowing I, you're about to fall on someone. I usually go elbows down when I fall. I usually kind of just try and avoid the person I'm falling on. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, but like, if you can't, like, like, all right, he was falling, he couldn't avoid him. He was going to hit him somehow, right? But if you're about to fall over someone, when you like, you know, put oh your yeah, hands try, down, try and try and the little like little loop over him. Yeah, the little. But but you see, to me right now, as I watch the video clip again. He avoids the back where you could have done some damage. If Zaza's full body lands on Russell Westbrook's back, Westbrook's in a lot of trouble. I'd rather have my back hurt than money. Not if you're not if you're Westbrook because if you gotta try to put that outside shot up and your back's bothering wait, you. Wait, 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 Dave. If you attack his knees, that's his game because he can't drive to the hoop because now he. But you run. see, to me, I don't think he went deliberately at the knee. As he goes down, he's like trying to roll. He rolls to the side. That's why I'm saying to me, he's had dirtier plays. This yeah, one, yes, he's had dirtier plays. Like, he, he, he has not had dirtier plays. But the fact that we can say that that's a dirty play is the problem, and what makes him a dirty player because he now has another dirty play on his resume. And I'm not, Dave, Dave, he saw Nick Young pass the ball. He looked at the ball. He saw it passed. There's no ball over there. Why are you on the floor? That's dirty. The look. This is this is not worth I'm any off. more time. We got I, I'm other things we got to do. We got to wrap it up. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Let's get to final drive. I think we need to cool off for a couple days. We didn't even get to talk about LeBron. That's my final drive. Well, you can go first. Thank you. I am ecstatic to go first. For those of you who don't know, uh, recently there has been three billboards purchased in Cleveland, Ohio, that are pretty much advertising the king of basketball, LeBron James. To make his way over to the 76ers. And I, with open, open arms, welcome him. I mean, if anyone has a chance to sign LeBron James, you damn skippy, you're going to sign LeBron James. And if you add him to the, whenever Fultz gets his, gets his life together, Embiid, Simmons, Sarge coming off the bench, uh, Covington, and Reddick whenever he wants to get his life together, that team is a problem, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, the Wells Fargo Center will not ever have to worry about selling up or not selling tickets because every ticket will be sold. These games are going to be live, and the Sixers are going to win the finals in one. LeBron, camp, you, camp, you go. Um, I don't really have anything. Shout out to our uh, shout out to our indoor track team for winning the conference championship. Hey, shout out to the men's track team. Uh, and the women's actually played second, which still is the highest that either one men's or women's have uh, finished. Because of shout out to all y'all. Wait, what? The men's men's track team finished first overall in the max. Women's finished second. Because uh, the way you made it sound, you was like that's the highest. Oh, no, no, I mean that's the highest either one of them has finished in the mac in the mac meet in the tournament in that tournament in the meet. Okay. Like like neither one of them have got higher than first or second place. And so here's my final drive. Off the billboard discussion about LeBron James going to Philly. It's cute. I think it's funny that Philly Philly's trying. I give him props for trying Philly, to learn. Philly fans, look. not an organization. That would be not, not Yeah, that would be definitely. But, folks, the best billboard sign for LeBron James of all time still resides with Dan Levitard and the Dan Levitard show. When LeBron James left Miami, he bought a whole billboard that said, Hey, LeBron. What was what was exactly said? You're welcome, LeBron. Love Miami. And then a picture of two rings. No billboard will ever top that. It got Dan Levitard suspended from ESPN for a week. But damn, was it worth it. So Philly, cute try, trying to lure LeBron James. But your billboard game is not there. Your billboard game needs to step up if you're going to get LeBron James. Or to piss him off. One of the two. Step up, Philadelphia. Get funny with it. That was that wasn't funny. You're gonna buy a billboard. Make it funny. I want to laugh when I see it talking about LeBron to Philly. You were so lucky. I can't remember. 
I'm doing this now purely because it's pissing David off. Dan, you're fine. Remember that when I don't pass you the ball, Dave. You're not gonna, no one passed me the ball anyway last night. So I, I what passed, is the point of that? I passed it to you twice, Dave. I don't get what your point is. No one passed the damn ball to me first time. I think Dave. I'm going Zaza on everyone's <laughs> ass tonight. Uh, I think Dave's been holding that in since last night. He's kind of upset you're passing the ball. I mean, no one. Look. And no one give me credit for doing the dirty work. We gonna have ball movement tonight, though. Hey, we got mm-hmm. Coach Camp on the sideline. We went, we went a four, we went a four out, three out, all that. No team. love for the big guys that do the dirty work. That's all I'm saying. I'll talk to you guys later in the week. I hate those the mic. The mic dropped. <laughs> you guys speak about billboards and such things about one great, the king, LeBron James. But what really will attract him is talent. And that talent resides in Philly. I firmly believe that this process has a big, a big chance to sign LeBron this offseason. And no, it's not because of Ben Simmons. It's not because of the great city. Not because of the football team, you know, the great Carson Wentz. It's because of that big man, Joel Embiid. Big man like Joel. Wow. (laughs) Like Joel Embiid. Carl Anthony Towns. Chris Strapp's Porzingis, big men like that who can who can dominate the post, shoot the three, and even step out and stay with these little shooting guards, these little guys like Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving on the wing. Guys like that are going to change this game and put the emphasis back on big men. And I believe that guys like that, like KP, Cat, JoJo, they will be the end of the Warriors. They will be the end of the small ball lineups that we have seen so far. It will be a big man. Preach. A big man who can shoot the three. Yes. Deadly in the post. And can switch and can switch on point guards. Mm-hmm. Big guys like that will change the game. And I think LeBron is going to go and play with big men like that. I would not be shocked if LeBron signs a Philly this offseason. Get the collection plate. Yeah, minute 20. Woo. We go from minute to minute 30. You've been on the show in a while, so I'm going I'm to I'm I'm hold you on that. <sighs> Sorry, I'm the, the new term is now CTP. Complete the process. Oh, oh, I, I like saw it on that. Twitter. I like that. I saw it on Twitter. It's tough. It's a thing. So Catch on to it, ladies and gentlemen. Catch on to it. And uh, since Dave is throwing his mic and he's saying that's the signing off from, from Dave, Thomas Camper. Sayonara. Dan Williams. Your boy. And your boy, David Miles. TTP. We will see you later. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.